Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Charting Your Course podcast. Today on episode three of the podcast, I interviewed Tyler Wilmot from Prosperian Wealth Management. But before I get into that, I wanted to give a quick thank you to all of you listeners, as I've been getting numerous comments daily about how you guys are enjoying the podcast so far. So again, thank you. And there's a lot more episodes to come. Back to today's episode, Tyler is not only an alum of the Berkshire School, but also an alum of Cardigan Mountain School, which is a junior boarding school for grades six through nine. As you'll find out into today's episode, we share a lot of connections from this experience as we both had a similar path in our boarding school journey. From Berkshire, Tyler went to study economics and computer science at the University of Connecticut. And today, along with Prosperian Wealth Management, Tyler volunteers for both AmeriCares, a disaster relief nonprofit, and Robinhood, a poverty alleviation nonprofit. With all that being said, here's my interview with Tyler Wilmot. So Tyler, you and I went to the same junior boarding school, which is Cardigan Mountain School. And for those that don't know, Cardigan is a junior boarding school. So it's grades six through nine, and it helps kids get into boarding schools like Tabor, like Berkshire. So I, I always like to start my podcast with the same question, and that is what were your early upbringings like and how did they lead you to attending Cardigan? Sweet. So I grew up in Northwestern Connecticut. I was always active and outdoors. My parents we're not fans of like video games or TV yeah. or hanging out inside. So their solution for me when I was bored was always go outside and do something. So I was always on the soccer field or the baseball field or inside the hockey rink. And, and I decided to take hockey a little bit more seriously as I was getting older. And I think when I was like sixth or seventh grade, Sean Coakley from Cardigan met us in like Chicago at a hockey yeah. game or something. And he was like, you should come to Cardigan. And I really wanted to go, but my parents weren't super fond of sending their <laughs> seventh grade son away. So I had to wait till I finished middle school. And then ultimately I wound up going to Cardigan to play hockey. I didn't have any expectations going into it other than to play hockey. Yeah. <laughs> I would say before I got to Cardigan, I was pretty mediocre student. Didn't take school super seriously. Always thought like, I'm going to be a professional hockey player. Like, why would I need to focus? On school? <laughs> yeah. Obviously that didn't happen, but like, thank God for Cardigan because yeah. of that, I went from being a mediocre student to someone who kind of laughed at the nerds doing well in school to being surrounded and embraced by a community where it was cool to do well in school. And they really taught me the discipline and gave me the mindset of being kind of a self-starter and not needing your teachers to yell at you for not doing your homework. Yeah. And obviously like the hockey experience was great, but everything else that I've gained outside of Cardigan, whether it was in the classroom or learning just how to be a good person and help the other fella and teach me to be motivated and to do work to learn not to get grades that's probably the biggest takeaways that I got from Cardigan yeah I also was on the hockey team at Cardigan I went for my ninth grade year so I was only on the team for one year but I also got recruited by John Bayreuther it was at some I forgot where it was I think it was a camp a summer camp in New Hampshire in Plymouth so that's that's funny. We kind of found out about Cardigan the same way. Yeah. But yeah, I'd also totally agree with you on the front of developing academically. I think that from my middle school, you know, my middle school was still pretty good academically here in Northern Virginia, but Cardigan was just a whole nother level because your schedule at Cardigan is structured from 6 a.m. to the time you go to bed. 
you, you really didn't have too much free time. So I also learned a lot of time management and how to perform better in school. And a lot of those necessary skills that I believe will help me in my current school, which is Tabor and also into college. So how do you think Cardigan, we've kind of touched on this uh, already, but how do you think Cardigan better prepared you not only for Berkshire, but for college and the rest of your life as well? What are some of those skills that it really developed you in? Good question. Well, A, I will say the hardest class I've taken at Cardigan at Berkshire or in college was Mr. Kruisberg's ninth grade biology class. (laughs) That was crazy. Biology at Cardigan is really hard. Yeah, it's tough. It's really tough. But like you said, they teach you structure. Your day yeah. schedule from 6 a.m. till the time you go to bed, which is less than ideal as you're going through it because you're uh, a young teenager who just feels like they got some freedom from their parents. Yeah. But at the same time, like you're learning this structure from people who aren't your parents. So I would say the biggest thing it taught me, like when I got to Berkshire, a lot of my friends who were coming from places that weren't cardigan had a hard time keeping up with the workload up front because schools yeah. like Berkshire and Tabor, there's so much more freedom than it is at Cardigan. That's true. And it's kind of like a mini college experience in the sense where you're away at boarding school without your parents, but you don't have the oversight that you have at Cardigan. So you have the freedom to do more of what you want to do. And there's not so much yeah. structure around you need to study these and practice this time. There, there still is definitely structure, but they give you a little bit more freedom to figure it out on your own. And I feel like the transition from Cardigan to Berkshire was super easy for me. Yeah. Because I knew like, if I just get what I need to do done now, I can enjoy what I want to do later. And that goes for kind of every aspect of life. I work in a job now where my schedule is crazy. It's changing by the second. Yep. And I always make a point to look at what I have to do on my calendar in the morning and do the three things that I want to do least first, because I know <laughs> yeah. if I don't do that, then I'll wait. And that's kind of, that, that, that's a habit that I learned at Cardigan that I'll, hopefully will stay with me for the rest of my life. Yeah. I think if I just went straight from middle school to Tabor, I would be a mess, like an absolute mess because Cardigan was still challenging academically. But once you get into a true ninth to 12th grade boarding school, it's a whole even different thing from Cardigan. So it really sets you up for uh, boarding school. And then boarding school, of course, sets you up for college. So it's a really fortunate, but also lucky trajectory that we had because it really developed us and helped us for any stage of life so at both Berkshire and Cardigan what were you like as a student and you know we've we talked about hockey and soccer but what other extracurriculars did you participate in so beginning of Cardigan I was a motivated student I was it was a student I would say I was a hockey player (laughs) above all else but that changed quickly I was a C student at best coming into Cardigan By the time I left Cardigan, I was getting, it kind of translated over to Berkshire. Cardigan, more than anything, I think taught me how to ask for help. They have the advisory days where you just literally go hang out with your advisor and then go door to door to your teachers and ask for help on assignments and extra help on things that you need, like office hours. And I think that's one of the biggest things that I've taken away. When I needed help on a problem at Berkshire or help on on an assignment, or there was just something in class I wasn't getting, I had no problem going to the teacher's office. And I think other students at Berkshire eventually got comfortable to do that. But you had that head start. Yeah, I totally had a head start. I felt, I, I knew that they were there to help me and I knew that they loved helping me and kind of take advantage of that. And the and same with my life right now, I'm a financial advisor. I don't have like a set list of people who I'm going to call to seek out as clients every day. My my entire client base is word of mouth. So at the same time yeah. where I'm helping my clients, I'm also asking them to help me. 
to introduce me to their friends and family and coworkers so that I can grow my business as well. Yeah. My advisor at Cardigan, your advisors and your teachers and your coaches really act as parents at Cardigan because you're going from, I assume you were 12 or 13 years old when you went to Cardigan. So 13. Yeah, yeah. 13. So that's a really young age to have no parents around you. So you have to either seek out somebody to help you in life, like your advisor, like your teachers, or you're not going to do well. So yeah, I totally agree with you on that point. And during your time at Berkshire, I'm sure you didn't have this figured out as a 13 year old, but at Cardigan, but what did you believe you wanted to do later in life? Did you have anything that you were super passionate in that or you're developing a passion for? Could you see yourself at your current job when you're at Berkshire? Oh, no, I would have never thought that I would do this. I, I, I kind of went back and I, I mean, obviously hockey was always the goal, how realistic that was. You don't know, but when you're 14, the world is your oyster. Yeah, exactly. I saw myself in a role where if I wasn't going to play pro hockey, it's weird to say, but I could either see myself going back and teaching at a school like Cardigan because yeah. I really love, I think it's a great place to raise a family. You have a hockey rink in your backyard. Yeah, <laughs> so definitely. That must be so cool to have with your kids. And on the opposite end, I thought that I would go work on Wall Street or something. I actually wound up going to college for computer science because I wanted to be a software engineer and I was a software engineer for a little bit. Yeah, I noticed that in your uh, profile that you helped truly in some way. Yeah, I mean, I, I had a bunch of different odd software engineering jobs. Um, yeah. And it took four years of studying coding and working in a bunch of different software engineering jobs to realize that I like don't really like it. Yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to be in a role where I could interact with people and help people and software engineering was sitting at your computer with headphones on for 10 hours and coding and not interacting with anyone so <laughs> yeah. I kind of went full 180 and went from a job where I didn't speak all day to going to a job where all I do is speak all day but if I could see myself doing this at Cardigan or Berkshire no chance <laughs> so what when do you think was that realization point in your life where you're like I actually was it just a job offer that popped up or was it a mentor that guided you there? Or did you just find a passion for what you're doing now? So it was hard for me to leave software engineering because it pays really well. Yeah. And you do work on cool stuff. And I, I don't want to bash it in any way because it's really fulfilling to make something out of nothing. Yeah. Um, and have your product be used in the world and see how it changes businesses' lives or, you know what I mean? But it got to a point where my fiance now, we were living together and I would get home from work and she would get home from work and I would just be yapping her ear off. And one day she was just like, Tyler, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, What's up? And she's like, you're talking, talking, talking. Like, I just got home. Give me a break. And I realized <laughs> the reason I was yapping away is because I hadn't spoken to anyone all day. Yeah. You're just uh, looking at your computer screens code. Yeah. The only time I would have real interactions is at lunch. And when we would have code reviews or push new products. But other than that, we would get our projects and we'd build our projects. It would take a couple of weeks and then it would be on to the next one. And a couple of my friends, weirdly enough, Nick Nugis went to Cardigan with me and he was or is a financial advisor. So I was telling him that I didn't like work and I was feeling unfulfilled. And he was like, dude, you should do what I do. All I do is talk to people. Like, you're too chatty to be sitting behind a computer screen all day. Oh, wow. So I interviewed yeah. at this firm and then I interviewed at the firm that I'm at now and I wound up going with this job, obviously, but weirdly enough, about six months later, I reached out to him and said, you've got to leave where you're working and come work with me. So we actually work together now, which is really cool. 
That's super interesting because prep schools, they really push and they're selling point. This is where you build lifelong friendships. So that's cool to see that you and him are still friends today when you guys are 13 and 14. Hopefully the same goes for me later in life. And I still have the friends that I do now. So what was your first job when you got out of college? Was it, I'm assuming it was software engineering somewhere. So it's kind of a gray area there. I went to college after 6 p.m. So I didn't take the traditional college route. So I I, I actually worked full-time during college. Um, oh, wow. And I would say the first like full-time grown-up job I had, I was a software engineer, like a junior software engineer at a startup called Bento Box. We made websites and e-commerce platforms for restaurants and hospitality groups. So that I would say that was my first real job. And then I, I stopped working there shortly after I graduated, which in hindsight, don't do that if you don't have a job like yeah. that, but I did. Uh, and it gave me some real motivation to kind of find what I wanted to do. So my first job after I graduated is the job I'm at right now. So I've been here for about three years and I don't know, it felt super organic and yeah. working in this job, it doesn't feel like work. Like I just, I just have conversations with people all day. You seem like you really enjoy it from what you've said so far. Yeah. So, and then I also noticed that you volunteer for both AmeriCares, which is a disaster relief nonprofit and Robin Hood, which is a poverty alleviation nonprofit. So my question there is in your mind, how important is it for people to volunteer? But especially my audience is mainly high school age kids. So how important is it for kids my age to commit some of their time to community service in high school and in college? I, I think it's super important. Obligation is the wrong word, but I believe if you're in a position to help people, then you should. Yeah. It feels good. It's really fulfilling. And you're going to learn a lot of stuff and be exposed to different parts of the world that you maybe haven't seen before. And it'll give you a lot more perspective on, on life and on just yourself looking inward. It, it brings forward, it, it really helps with gratitude, I think. It feels great to be in a position to help. And I definitely think like, I know Berkshire and Cardigan were both very, very- Yeah, I was going to say that. With, with Car- volunteer programs. Yeah. And it's always been something that's been kind of important with me. I started working with AmeriCares when I was in college, I think. And they, and they do awesome work, especially right now during COVID. They're pumping out help and PPE with vaccines and that's everything great. going on here and globally. So, I mean, if for anything else, just I would dip, t- dip my toe into it to, to learn something new. Yeah. So would you attribute, because I know, like you just said, uh, Cardigan, I'm not sure about Berkshire, but Cardigan, at least I know they really pushed community service and volunteering and volunteer hours. So would you say that's where you discovered how much of a passion you have for volunteer service? Or did you feel that it just kind of opened your eyes to it? I mean, I've never, before you've asked me that question, I've never thought about it like that. I think yeah, coming from Cardigan, it was just a habit to want to do good. It was a habit. So growing up, you would have yeah. sort of a, a feeling in your heart that you just want to help people. Yeah. And when I, and when I got to New York, it was partially because like I was, I moved to a city where I knew nobody and I thought it would be a cool way to meet people and, and give back at the same time. And some of my people on the junior council with me in America is now are good friends. So yeah, yeah. I would, I think for anyone who has the time or the ability to help out, I think it's definitely important. Yeah, I know that's super critical, especially in these days with the pandemic, especially in New York City. It's probably one of the hardest hit areas of the country right now by COVID. So it's good that you're helping out. 
My next question is, do you believe attending boarding school set you up for an easier admittance to college? Yes. Well, from an admittance standpoint, yes. The amount of preparation that they provide you to submit applications to boarding school is insane. Mr. Exton was always in my ear, your application's ready, your essay's ready, how are your SSITs? And it made it so that when I was applying to college, that that was super easy. From Berkshire, I would say it opened my eyes to schools that I never would have even considered. So I had like, I don't even remember where I, where I wanted to go. It was probably like UNH and BU and BC and yeah. all these hockey schools. Yeah. Um, but when I went to my college counselor's office, he exposed me to different schools that were really great opportunities. I went to UConn for the first two years of college, which was great. Uh, really solid state education. And I transferred to Pace, which was private later. And it, it opened up my eyes that amount for tuition really ne- doesn't necessarily mean a better education because I think Pace and UConn both definitely had their strengths and weaknesses, but yeah. like they were totally comparable schools. And if you had asked me junior year of college, would I ever go to Pace or UConn? I would have 100% said no. So they, they definitely helped open my eyes to different colleges. But beyond that, when in college, I remember my first English assignment at UConn was to write a five paragraph essay about something. And they gave us a week <laughs> yeah. to do it. And a lot of the other kids who didn't go to a school like Cardigan and Berkshire were panicking that we only had a week to write a five paragraph essay. Oh, yeah, that's plenty and, of time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I remember being like at Berkshire and Cardigan, we'd have to write a five paragraph essay for a homework assignment overnight. Yeah, like, at one night. Yeah. Berkshire and Cardigan are more challenging academically than colleges, for yeah, sure. Because yeah. I, I think one of the reasons is at colleges, well, for one, you can choose your course load. So you can choose, you sort of can at boarding school, not really, but at college, you really have a full freedom of choosing what classes you want to take. Oh. But I think at a boarding school, you have to take English, you have to take math, you have to take science. And all of those classes are so structured and so like the workload is just insane compared to a public school because I've been to both I went to a public school and middle school and just from public school to cardigan the workload was a crazy difference so uh, I think that might be why part of the reason on top of that too you've got a full-time job pretty much at boarding school yeah (laughs) like whether you go to cardigan or not it's 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 or like Berkshire or Tabor you go to your classes You've also got sport obligations. Some people have jobs on campus. And then there's just other things going on around school where you, where you have to be. So in college, you go to two classes a day, then you've got yeah. three days until you meet again. So, yeah, I would, I would agree with that. Also, your point of applications. I think boarding school applications and just the entire process of that might have been one of the hardest things I've ever done in my entire life. Like you had to devote actual days of your life just writing essays. I think the SSAT, which is what you have to get to get into boarding school, I think I had to take that four times just to get the right score that I wanted. And that's just, of course, you have the SAT, but you also have to write uh, customized essays for each school that you want to go to. And I think in colleges, it's a lot more generalized and they use a lot more of the same things for each one. College applications are so much easier. Yeah. They're so much easier. They, you, most colleges, like you can, you just fill out one application, one essay. Some colleges will have a supplement, but like 
yeah. after doing boarding school applications, college applications seem like a breeze. <laughs> yeah. So boarding school really readies you in a, in a bunch yeah. of assets. I'm glad that we both could have, because I think it's really helping us right now in both of our lives, even though I'm still actually in boarding school. Yeah. So what advice could you give to current students that you wish you had known when you were a student that you think would have helped you later on in life and in your current professional life, especially at Prosperian? Good question. I would say just embrace the culture that you have at your school. Yeah. Dive in and immerse yourself, whether you're at Berkshire, Cardigan, or Tabor, or anywhere else. These Berkshire's, what is it, motto? I don't know. Yeah, motto. Down pro scala, which means for life, not for school. And they really teach to learn, to learn, not to learn for a grade. And I, I don't think I know the most valuable parts of your education that you're going to get from these schools might not necessarily be in the classroom. It's going to be by meeting new people and meeting people from different places and building relationships and, and taking things away from the school that are beyond what, what you would learn in a textbook. Yeah. So I would just say dive in and, and, and suck it for all it's worth. If I could go back to Berkshire or Cardigan, I definitely wouldn't have been just like the angsty teen that I was, yeah. <laughs> um, but really, really, take advantage of what you have because you're lucky. Not a lot of people get these opportunities. It's really cool. And then just a few more questions here, because I know we're kind of hitting our 25 minute time mark. So what is your life? uh, This is kind of a general question. So sorry to put you on the spot like this, but what is your life like today? And what is your main focus currently? So my life today, I met a girl at Berkshire. Oh, wow. We started dating at senior year and we're now engaged. We've been together for 10-ish years, which is That's wild. cool. So she's a big part of my life. We're going to get married in October. Oh, congratulations. Um, thank you. And a lot like work. I mean, it's COVID, man. Like my life yeah. this summer was gone. It was really nice to move out of the city and stay in the, the burbs and, and play a lot of golf. But work, I, I really love my job. I, I, I just want to grow as much as I can professionally and personally. And I would say the majority of my life right now is taken up with just trying to build my business and mix a little wedding planning in there. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that's, that's super interesting how you met somebody at Berkshire that you're now about to marry. That's, that's really cool. Yeah, and that's my best cool. man went to Cardigan. <laughs> oh, wow. So you have a whole, a whole just your life is converging from your experiences as a teenager. That's, that's really cool. My, my whole circle. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm in the Berkshire. Right now. I'm like, I'm like, I'm, I can see Salisbury school across the lake and Berkshire. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> yeah. And then my last question is if one of our listeners would like to reach out to you, you've given some great advice, but if they would like to get advice, what would be their best method of doing so? Maybe it's your email or your LinkedIn, shooting them a message over there. Yeah, shoot me a connect on LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn all the time. My phone number and my email are on there. Anyone, please feel free to reach out if you're looking for a job or looking for advice or just want to meet a friendly face in COVID. Um, Yeah. I'm, I'm happy to chat. Yeah, guys, definitely take advantage of that. He is a very helpful person to have in your life. He just gave some great advice. And I'm sure if you needed advice of your own, he would be more than happy to give you some. So thank you so much for coming on, Tyler. I hope this interview helped you listeners be able to better chart your own course in life. And I will see you guys in the next episode.